This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to today's podcast. I have my beautiful girlfriend, Rachel, joining me for episode number three. Number three? Question I think it's definitely number three. Yes. Super. So Rach has joined me in the past where we have... Uh, answered anonymously submitted questions and given our solicited but often unqualified advice. And so today, continuing with that theme, although we're kind of qualified, like we're, we're definitely qualified to talk about the domestic load and managing households. I mean, I fight about it enough, so I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm very qualified in that in that regard because I feel like I've lived and breathed those fights and those, oh. I don't even know how to put it into perspective, but I think every household fights about these. Um, I feel like we've chosen three pinpoint topics that absolutely every couple, every union goes through because if you're living together, you can't avoid these conversations. And if you are avoiding these conversations, then you're likely going to be ending up in conflict because of that avoid avoiding technique. So anyway, we're going to run through a couple of things, but we thought that we would start with... How do you reset after a busy day? Like, do you have a nighttime reset and also perhaps touch on any daily hacks that make the domestic load easier? I think I, I'm a night owl. So I think I do my best work. Always has been. Definitely your best work after midnight, Rach. Yeah, I have (laughs) always been, I've always been a night, I think I've always been a night owl. So I find that that's when I have the most amount of energy. I go to the gym in the afternoon. I I find that time I'm almost at my creative peak in a way. Tethering on closer to 10 o'clock, that's usually when I have to burn down. But I find that that's my time when I'm actually the most available in mind. So I have a theory, and I don't know if there's science behind it, but I'm going to say that there is purely to prove my point. Um, I believe that a five-minute reset at night accounts for 20 20 minutes in the morning and I uh, try and prove me wrong because I think that those are the times when you when you give yourself five minutes to just reset your life I think it helps in volumes the next day Um, a couple of things that I try to do and I know that this is it's tricky if you don't have this kind of setup but where I'm currently living we have like a washer dryer combo I make sure that the last thing that I do is putting a load of washing on to then dry overnight so that it's ready for the next day, whatever that may look like. Bags have to be packed. Daycare bags, kindy bags have to be packed the night before. And I think setting up the, if you can, if you're in a position to have the dishwasher kind of cleared and done, I think it makes such a difference. Otherwise you start the day and you're kind of in that 
rinse and repeat kind of mode and it's like you've already started the day behind because you have to you're starting with the dishwasher and I just feel like that's that one task that it's so funny that you say the dishwasher because I think that is like the bane of so many people's existence it's like wake up put the kettle on look at the dishwasher and go like how did my life how did my life amount to this and and then that's that moment where you think do you know what i i'm convinced that i'm living with 62 people that eat 12 meals a day yes because you have cutlery that you didn't even know you used so i think i think allowing yourself i say i set a 15 minute kind of like timer in a way I have from 10 p.m. to 10.15 and whatever get whatever happens now is all I'm, I'm going to accept that. I'm going to be happy with the outcome. And if that if, if I can get to bags being packed, clothing picked is like a nice to have and the dishwasher unpacked and a load of laundry ready to go to be sort of dried overnight, I think those are my four things that I need in my life. Do you th- – I, I think that – for so many women, it's the mental gymnastics of always thinking about what comes next. It yes. is so draining. And I think it is, you know, not to speak in such broad, you know, such, sorry, generalized terms, but I think it's so specific to women in general where we are always thinking, what is our next move? What do I need to be on top of? So you're like, I want to make sure I have the clothes in the dryer so that when I wake up in the morning, that's not another task on my to-do list. Like I got to get it off the to-do list already. Yes. Like I've got to do that today because tomorrow's to-do list, that's going to get full. So I just need to focus on this stuff. Exactly. It's the mental gymnastics of the forethought. And it's so exhausting. Like I said to Brendan the other day, like it's not fun to be the one that has to be thinking of these things. No one wants to be the nag. And sometimes I'm like, but someone needs to. And then other times I'm like, but do I need to? Like, am I doing this to myself? But then I'm like, no, no, all this shit has to get done. <laughs> I, I live by a motto, if, if I don't do it, who's going to? And I, I don't think that's the right, I don't think that's the right thing because you're almost like it's setting a realistic your, thing though, right? But you're almost setting up your partner up to go, Oh, I'll just do it. And then and then that kind of creeps into more more problems because you're then holding back that resentment of like they're not thinking this far ahead. But I think if you just 15 minutes is a doable amount of time. You pause your Netflix, you you put all the things away. I think having um also having like communal spaces cleared. I live by motto if if I'm in a cluttered workspace, my mind is cluttered. I I then can't think about Oh, did I sign that permission slip? Did I? Oh, has she got a pair of underwear in her bag? Did I wash those socks? Did is her hat? Is the hat the one she wants? All of those things. I think if I'm in a cluttered space, so I think clearing the shared spaces is a big, yeah. another big one because because again we've got so many tabs open. There's so much mental load that we're carrying and then when we look at a physical load something else that we have to physically clear another space we have to deal with it's like oh my gosh it's never ending so i am with you like a clean kitchen bench oh waking waking up to a clean kitchen bench and this is obviously so first world but waking up to a clean kitchen bench or walking in the door to a cleared kitchen bench it seems like you have your life together. Yeah. If you walk into someone's it's an space, illusion. Because yeah. if you walk into my master bedroom, you will see the <laughs> truth is told. And I don't know a single person that leaves their laundry door open. Like no one. I know. No I said one, to Rachel, I just said the laundry door closed because like it's chaos in there. It is. But I think give yourself 15 minutes. That will equate to probably like 45 minutes in real time in the mornings, especially mornings. Um, and I think if you 
just pitch it. You know, we do. We, we, we naturally preemptively think ahead. So 15 minutes now is going to save me 45 minutes tomorrow. And it makes such a difference. Yeah. It's the time saving. And I would go a step further and say it's the time saving. Plus it's the fact that when you wake up, if you have so much resistance that you are met at, at every turn, it really can change the way that you feel about your day and the mindset and the mood that you were in. Because if you wake up and you're like, oh, fire out. I've got to unpack the dishwasher. Oh, I forgot to put the washing on. Oh, where are the, where's the school hat? Where are the school socks? Signing all the slips, doing all the things, you know, you're doing the same tasks the night before. Yes. But in the morning, there's a time pressure because you have to get out the door. And it also takes so much more mental energy to turn it around. Whereas I think like at the end of the day, you're kind of like just going through the motions. Whereas at the start of the day, it's like, if that bothers you, you then need like energy to turn it around and make it positive. It's like, no one has time for that. Like we don't have time to be like, oh, I've got to stop and practice gratitude in this moment because we have to get things done. So I think, yeah, it saves you time, but it also reduces the resistance. Yes. So it adds ease to your morning and the more ease we can get in our mornings, the better our whole day is going to flow. 100%. And you can't predict what kind of tantrums your kids are going to pull on you. Not our children. (laughs) Not on my watch. I'm a natural God-given mother. (laughs) Yeah, they wouldn't dare. Um, Daily hacks that make life easier. I remember um, someone said this to me like they submitted it for a podcast episode and they said hanging your laundry up on coat hangers and then straight on the line like so simple but literally makes my life easier when I can walk outside and instead of being like pull it down basket fold it hang it like I just like run my arm along and get all the coat hangers and carry a pile of coat hangers in and click it on like little stuff it's it makes such a it makes such a um such a difference. I have a thing where I laundry is my one Achilles heel in my life. I I hate doing it. I hate when it builds up. I hate staring at it. I hate yeah, everything about a, it. I like buying it and I like having complete. it and I like having clothes, but I the laundry it just it irks me. So I, when I'm when it's getting hectic in there and I know that every woman will like, woman, male, every household will understand this, I actually go there to get my clean clothes. So instead of it feeling like... Yeah, that's like, why I wear the same four outfits, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, they're on it, the top of the bar. It feels like <gasps> it feels easier when you're starting to get... Instead of like your gym clothes that are left in the drawer, don't go to them. Go to the ones that you've already worn because then you're kind of like making the pile seem less. I don't <laughs> you're know. cutting out the middle bit. Yeah, it's clever. I like it. Yeah. So then... And then rinse and repeat. And you kind of just keep going... Um, this also on your podcast, on that same podcast episode, and I've tried to implement this in my house. It, I'm trying, it's like trying to make fetch happen. It's not really taking off, but, but boy, if I could, <laughs> um, someone wrote in, um, don't put it, don't put it down, put it away. Love. I am trying to clap that into a cheer in my house. It's not really working, but I, what do we say? <laughs> <laughs> and once more with feeling, <laughs> I am really trying to implement that into my life and I think I've I've stopped myself when I can see that I'm clearing one space and then just moving it to another one. I've stopped doing that. I've started I've gone back on the path, new trajectory and I'm putting it away and I I need that tattooed on my hand. <laughs> Don't put it down, Kyle, put it away. Yeah, it's that's my trick. I'll be like, "Oh, I'll just put this here." And I'll remember that I've put it there and it's fine that I've put it there. And then I lose it and then it gets cluttered. I think one another cool hack is um, that I do for a lot of different things in my life, but one of them is like 
you know the men drinking <laughs> <laughs> well that I'll that'll touch on it another time um I use my notes and reminders in a big way. So if I get a permission slip that has to be back by a certain date or I'm doing a a birthday party invite that I'm still deciding on or whatever that looks like, I literally tell Siri to remind me on this date at this time, make sure you get back to X, Y, Z. If your friend has an interview um, that they've just texted through to you, Make sure you send it, it in the calendar. Pull it in the calendar. Remind, remind yourself up. to get involved. It can feel like you're present, but with the help of our Aunt Siri. So I use I use technology. It's available to us. We'd, we'd be crazy not to use mm. it. So I use that in a big way for the mental load, the tasks, the parties, the permission slips, the father-in-law's birthday. Those kind of things are seem like you have it all together because then your friend's like, oh, my God, you remembered that I did that. No, Siri remembered because yeah. I remembered to put it in there. Yeah, I love that. I'm a big one for my using my calendar for work stuff and I'm trying to be better, much like you with Fetch, like we're trying to make it happen where I'm putting my personal stuff in there too and, yeah, people's birth dates, special occasions, if someone mentions to me something important is coming up for them, putting it in there. Or even just like if you're driving and you're thinking of a girlfriend Send it like, you know, make that little Siri reminder, you know, send so-and-so a message, let them know I'm thinking of them. Um, That's such a good idea. Yep. Technology, it just, and it just takes away from the, I think also you get caught up in a moment, you get caught up in a task and you often forget that last thing at the end of the day. And then you wake up in the dead of night and you think, oh my God, I didn't write back to that person. Yeah. I think if life is so busy, rely on that technology that's available. I love it. All right, budget tips for families. Again, Siri, calendars, shared calendars. So uh, my husband Gora and I use um, shared calendars to kind of let us know what's on the horizon. We recently got a speeding ticket that we're not super proud of, but we... I, I like this we. Who was the driver? Uh, no comment. <laughs> um, it was not Gora. I, so we, if I have something that's unexpected, like an unexpected bill, I put it in our calendar. So all of our bills, so I know what date our insurance comes out. I know what date our phone bill comes out. I know what date literally everything. If I have to pay swimming lessons, ballet lessons, gymnastics, anything, I actually put it in the calendar when it's due so that if I can, if something comes up, a cool event that I want to go to, or I'm trying to kind of plan our next week of groceries or eating out, I can kind of see ahead of time what it makes what's on the agenda. Visible, visible. A hundred percent. And often car register, I can tell you, I can tell you when that's due, that usually is the one that sends you to your knees because you think I completely forgot that that was six months ago how 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 I just paid it so I think putting I really 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 rely on um budgeting for that kind of in that kind of way to kind of like for plan what's going on make it visible and that way you're kind of planning around it I love that because often we just have in the back of our mind oh, I know something is due. Like I know I've got a bill coming up soon or, you know, you might have a certain month that you know is more expensive for you. Maybe there's a lot of birthdays in it or, yeah, whatever it is. Maybe you have a speeding fine, all that sort of stuff. Like you know it's in the back of your mind, but sometimes it's so easy to like talk yourself out of that and be like, no, no, I can afford to eat out tonight or I can afford to do this. Mm -hmm. I can afford to go there. 
And like deep down, you're like, oh, I feel bad. I feel guilty about it. So making the invisible visible, I love that idea. Just putting it in your calendar. Yeah. I, tr- I try to also, with our like budget, I'm obviously not qualified in any way um, financially. And if you looked at my accounts, you would certainly agree with me. <laughs> um, but we try to live by like every bill is halved. So whatever your pay sort of cycle is, so we're a monthly and a fortnightly pay in our household. So we do the big ticket items on the monthly pay and then the fortnightly ones are our smaller bills that we literally split in half so that on this pay cycle, we're going to pay, imagine my phone bill, $60. We're going to pay $30 on this phone bill and thirty on this pay cycle and $30 on the next one so that it doesn't seem like when it's actually due, take it, you've take got that sixty dollars out of your account as opposed to thirty split across two. So work in with your pay cycle, and all of your bills should be halved if that's if you are working on a fortnightly pay. That's, oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it actually has changed the whole dynamic because you think it's, and then like you said. All you need is a rego, a speeding fine, and someone's birthday present to come at the same week as your $60 phone bill, and it sends you into a spiral because you think, I should have just paid it when I got X, Y, Z. Yeah, because if you don't, it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I think, too, like with big bills, a big one for me over the last couple of years has been just making sure that I have it on a direct debit, that Mm -hmm. it comes out. I know when it's coming out. I know the amount that's coming out, and then I feel less stress when I like you know what I mean like if I get a bill and I'm like I already know I've been chipping away at that even if it's not the exact amount like I've been chipping away making that $20 contribution towards it so then when I get the actual bill I'm like oh I've already made contributions towards this and I've chipped away at it yeah so that's been a big helper for me too Um, I read um someone said to me on um I don't know I think maybe like a financial forum or something like that they have a um a my gosh, I've forgotten the name of it. Either binge or save. So imagine that they binge. So instead of going out for dinner and spending $170 on dinner or whatever that may look like, they try to go for a slightly lesser option or they try to cut it back. You know, I'm only going to have one glass of wine or I'm going to just, I'll skip an appetizer and I'll have dessert instead. Not getting like the three meals, the, the four ex- drinks, yeah. the and what they do with that extra money that they were initially going to spend is they actually save it. So then they see it seems like you've still had your $170 night, but you've actually saved $40 and that's being put towards something else. So then you're kind cutting of like the corners where cutting, you can. Yep. And you weren't, you were expecting to spend $170 or whatever that looks like. And so you've actually kind of in inverted commas saved money. And so anytime you get money back that you weren't expecting. So things like tax returns you should save half of it and spend spend half of it so that way you you're still getting what you want you're still getting that new cute dress that you've been eyeing off for ages but you're also saving half of it so that's my like binge or save there's a better word word of it and if i think of it i'll put it in the in the notes Splurge or save or something yeah um i love that i also think life is so incredibly expensive at the moment Rent is expensive. Buying a house is expensive. Eating out is expensive. Like you cannot go out. I mean, obviously you can go to cheaper places, but even going to your fast food places and feeding a couple of people is still super expensive now. Um, and I forget where I was going with this. Oh, so I was going to say like life is so expensive. Looking at ways that you can 
work in with people in your community or your friends as well, such as rather than paying a babysitter, like, because if you buy, if you pay a babysitter, like I was chatting to one the other day and like an overnight rate is $200 plus $25 an hour through the day or whatever it is, which is fine. They're worth that. Absolutely. But for so many people say, say you're looking at spending, choking say you're looking at spending like $50 or $75 $100 whatever it is on a babysitter and then the meal on top of that that is like a barrier to entry that so many people like I can't justify it I can't do it but if you have a chat to some other school moms or school dads or people in your street that have kids as well that you feel really comfortable with (coughs) choking that you feel really comfortable with. Maybe you can share or tag team or you get a babysitter and you all go in if that babysitter's comfortable. Great plan. Um, Or it's like, you know what, once a month, we're going to have your kids for a couple of hours during the day so you guys can go and have a couple of kid-free hours and then the next weekend we'll return the favor. Yes, I love that. Making it more accessible. I love that. I also, I'm in a big place with um, upcycling and... Um, especially in the way of fashion, because that's a big um, expense. <laughs> it's a big expense um, in my life. And I have been really, really trying to buy secondhand clothes, switching clothes with girlfriends. It makes it, it sounds crazy, but it, it actually all adds up. Something that I've been eyeing off, if I know the brand and the, I, I think it does work better with brands. So I'm going to use, like, I bought a dish set um that i really i've been dying to have found it on i put a little thing in a dish buy swap and sell page i had four people comment on it i wrote back to the first one i literally had it on my doorstep for like 50 percent off so i got it half price i was gonna say that there are so many groups you can join like Beckenbridge Swap Groups, Mossman, any brand that you can think of any designer you can think of there's sabo skirt groups there's everything you can join and really get yourself some bargains and save that's good for the environment too i do um there's another thing in um brisbane ladies will understand this but i buy i there's a a business in brisbane called dash baby exchange and they actually you take in like so you get bring all of your nicer clothes and you can swap them out for the next size up so i have like it's cool it's so clever i wish more places adapted to this you pay like a fee like a i don't know 25 dollars or something you bring an entire bag of clothes that are your youngest one is sold like outgrown. life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com okay. And then you swap it out and you, and I try to give back more than I bring home again. So then you're feeling like you're actually upcycling your life. You're, you're not buying 28 things from Target and Kmart and all of the places, but you're actually getting really nice brands. They are usually in mint condition and then you're switching them for the next size up. So you're bringing less back into your life. I honestly, those little things, especially in the way of fashion, all add up. It makes such a difference to your back pocket. 
Definitely. I love that. That's such a good idea. The right kids grow out of their clothes. Yes. And it's such a um, typical thing that we do as parents. We make sure our kids have clothes that fit them, that are comfortable, that are in great condition, but then we're still getting around in like underwear we've had for five years. um, I have have underwear from high school. Like I, and I still, I still wear it, but don't worry. My kids are decked out in the latest seed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last but not least, and it's a big one. How do you divide the domestic load? So when we say domestic load, we mean everything that needs to be done in a household that often doesn't get seen. Sometimes it gets seen, but it's all of the stuff that has to be done to keep a household running. It's, I don't know, I don't know, a single couple. I'm going to say maybe the world. Again, I'm just going to say it because it sounds, it proves my point more. But I don't know a single unit like or I've couple. I've studied for years. I've studied thousands that of couples. That doesn't fight about this. That literally <laughs> does not fight about this. This is the biggest fight in my house, hands down, because it's just it feels like both people are doing it all, and that may not be the case. I think I have um, – I'm trying to implement it, and I'm, it's a it's big work in progress, but I am trying really hard to implement a, a theory that – contribution is better than perfection. And I think you have even said it's a very similar thing. And I am really, really, really trying to hone down and just, it's never going to be clean the way I want it to be. No, no. He doesn't get it. He doesn't do the deep clean the way I really, really want it. Oh, see, I would think he would. Like, Mm. I would be like, oh, yeah, Gora, he'd be like. I mean, he's a a massive, massive bro. He's much more of a spot cleaner guy. And I'm like, if you're doing it, just do the whole, do the go, go hard. So I'm really trying to do the walls, Gora. Yeah. I think there's some sugar soap in the back if you want to. (laughs) Um, I'm really trying hard to hone back my perfectionism because it's something that I, contribution means more to me and it's what I ask for. It should mean more to me than perfection and it's something I'm really, really working on. But I think that is a big, big, big thing. They're never going to do it the way you want to do it. And um, a second point is I, I think people need to get out of the habit of oh, he doesn't he or she doesn't do it the way I want him to. I will just keep doing it. No, you need to stop and say, hey, I really need help in this space. This is a task that I actually don't like doing or I find it very overwhelming or I, I this isn't a one man job. I need I need both hands on deck here. The, the theory we've always done it this way. So let's just keep doing it. I don't think ever works. I think, too, it's so important to have a conversation with your partner, whether you are with a male or you're with a female, but have a conversation with your partner about everything that needs to be done because back to the invisible bills, it's the same thing with all of this stuff. So much of it is invisible. And again, to speak in kind of cliched terms, well, it's actually not a cliche because the facts point to it, the statistics point to it. Women do so much more unpaid domestic labor than their male partners do. And because we are doing that work, it becomes invisible and they don't think about it and they don't realize we're doing it. So I think it's so important to have a conversation and actually itemize and be like, hey, on any given day, on any given week, These are the hundred things that I do seamlessly without telling you. This is the reason why I'm exhausted. (laughs) You know, like, do you see what I am doing? Do you understand that 
domestic contribution is as important as financial contribution contribution how do you feel about that you know having these conversations early on up top are ideal so that you don't then find yourself 10 years in partner to someone who doesn't believe that domestic contribution counts i think to touch on the making it visible i i I do believe that there are a lot of people that aren't mind readers i mean I don't think my husband would know what kind Especially of... Especially if they grew up in a house where mum did, did everything yeah. for them. They're like, oh, I didn't know I, I had to think about that. Oh, I didn't realise that was a thing. Yeah. Um, I think making it visible. So, again, I honestly, Siri is my... I, I love even, her. I don't I'm, even have Siri enabled on oh my phone. Oh, my God. Kylie, get on, get, on, get on our team because she's amazing. She. So I use um, notes. And, again, I share the note with my husband and I He's literally like, great another note SML <laughs> um and I've literally put on there okay these are the things that we need to get done this week so I need to follow up about that insurance claim that I we've both forgotten about that permission slip for the excursion to school is coming out this week we need to make sure we book in and pay for the school photos those things and then my my partner and I will put our partner husband will put our names to next to one and that's our task that's on us so it's on that that. person so it's it's very clearly explaining so like yourself nominating yes yep or do you just put his name on all of them (laughs) (laughs) surprise surprise you have 22 tasks and i'm sitting back chilling um that's i I think making it real like simplifying it and it literally you can't miss it it's literally written down all the things i need to do and then both people saying, oh, I don't mind doing that, or I've got access to a printer, so I'll be able to print that form out for you. I'm on it. I think having that conversation about exactly what needs to happen, because otherwise our to-do list at at 9.30 at night, it seems insurmountable. If But if we're not even telling our partner what's on that list or what's going on for us or all the things that need to happen, how do they know? I feel like I know that I'm like midlife age because i find that very sexy oh my god and it has subcategories and everything (laughs) but But, like just to see your partner be like babe i got it i'm taking that off the plate i got it i will deal with that that is hot see and And tell your partner be like babe this is a hot thing you can do for me i mean i just went from a six to a ten (laughs) i don't think i I, because i know that women don't get it i don't think Every task deserves a standing ovation by any stretch. <laughs> but when someone goes above and beyond, I think acknowledgement goes such a long way. Oh, my God, I cannot tell you the day I had. Thank you so much for handling that. Or thank yes. you for dealing with that horrible teacher that I don't want to – I hate I hate interacting. Thanks for take, landing on that sword. You know, it makes such a difference. And then thinking about how can I actually help my, my partner? I was thinking about this question and how – in some households, there would be people that are on literally opposite rosters for you know whatever their whatever yeah, that looks like. Opposite in. shifts or yeah. fly in, fly How out. can I help set up my partner? So if my partner is on night shift tonight, um, so he's going to need breakfast in the morning. Can I, when I'm making the kids breakfast, can I set him up with something, some overnight oats or something like that? When he gets home from work in the morning, can he spare ten minutes to help cut up the vegetables ready for me to make dinner that night? Can you guys collaborate and work together and think about, okay, what can I just take? What's a five minute task that I can take off someone else's hands? And I think that goes towards that beautiful collaboration and commitment of being team players and being like, we're going to work in together. Because I think if 
you are with someone who is willing to work in with you and really collaborate on this life that you're building together and see what you're doing, compliment you on the things you're doing, but also do their fair share, you are naturally more happier. You're naturally more likely to actually want to make their day easier as well. Such as if you know that your partner has your back, you're going to want to give them a little bit too. But if you know that you're doing everything, then making those, doing those same acts, making the overnight oats for your partner or whatever, quick smart, you're going to resent them and feel like you're just bleeding yourself dry. But if you're both doing that for each other, like how beautiful. I know. I read this really cute Reddit thread. I think I should find it. But it was like. Loves a Reddit thread. Oh, loves it. <laughs> Deep dive. It was so cute. It was like, what has your partner or friend or something done in your life that just tells them that they're thinking of you. And I read this one and actually, um, I, I don't know, I'm hormonal anyway, but um, it was like my when um, when my husband knows I'm in a flap in the mornings, he'll butter my toothbrush for me before he goes to work. <laughs> and so like when she's like hops out of bed and she's hopped out of the shower and little toothbrush is all buttered. And then, <laughs> buttered is <laughs> yeah, so that's cute. That's why I loved it. And I just thought about it. Buttered. And, I was like, <laughs> and all of those cute little things that you could do that make that literally that would have taken him 20 seconds not even Mm. and it's it like brightens up her day and I just think about all the little things that you could do filling up the ice tray it's simple she loves her smoothies it's already have you cut bananas for her to put in that freezer the smallest little things and it's not about infantilizing your partner and I think sometimes the the it can get blurry because so often women do fall into the dynamic of being the nurturer and the carer. And before they know it, they feel like they're mothering their partner. And if you feel like you're mothering your partner, or if they feel like they're parenting you as well, that's going to kill the polarity. Desire is going to go out the window. But when it's like a collaboration and it's like, I'm doing things for you and I want you to know that I see you, like that's so thoughtful and so... um connective like it strengthens that connective tissue to know that your person is mindful of you and you exist and they see you and that's what you want and then at the end of the day like don't you both live in the same house like you know we both wear clothes we both need them washed we both need clean plates like you're you're in this union together and especially in your dynamic because both you and g work oh my god you know it's not like one of you is the stay-at-home parent like you're both working outside the home and working inside the home. Yep. And I, but I think that I, in a very bizarre way, I actually think that makes it easier because it's very clear client, like clear cut def- definition. We both work nine to five. We both do this. We both have to yeah, all hands both, on deck. Yep. So together, together 50, 50, we both need to do, we both need to show up and we both need to unpack the dishwasher. We both need to do the laundry. I think it can be even more challenging when you are on opposite rosters or you are, one is a stay-at-home mom and the other is working full-time. Um, it, it, the, I think that is the particularly harder and bigger conversation because it can seem like... I'm earning the money, you, you deal should, with everything in the yeah, house, and that's but not then, fair. But it's not fair, but then on the same token, that person is also missing out on all the first steps, the the babbling, the the talking. They're giving up and they're contributing in a way to for the house and making sure you've got a roof over your head and buying clothes for your kids. But I think it can't come into an area of control or it can't come into an area um, of manipulation at all. But I just think that in a way you are kind of all collaborating, but it's got to seem like you're both showing up. You're both showing up financially. You're both showing up 
in the caregiving, you're both showing up in the household tasks, it's got to feel like an, an even, even-ish split, even yeah. if it's not, it's not 50-50, but I'm saying it should feel fair. It should feel like the yes. tasks are evenly distributed, but not, it's never going to be 50-50 ever. Agree. And when Brendan moved in, a couple of months after he moved in, I bought that book. Um, it's called Fair Play. Have you read it? No, but I feel like I will. I'll send you home with it because I've got I've got my copy here. It's by Eve Rodsky, and I have mentioned it on the podcast before. It's a very simple book, but it's a really helpful book because it talks about making everything that you do again visible in the way of actually writing everything down, and it's gamified. We didn't go down the actual path of printing everything up on cards and doing the proper like, oh, here, I'm going to hand you this card because that's your task. But what Brendan and I did was we sat down and went through the list of things. And it's stuff like who's going to buy the gifts? Who's going to actually wrap the gifts? Who's responsible for picking up something that if, if you forget it? Who's responsible for school projects? Like really getting in the weeds, like in the minutiae of everything that has to be done and nominating or looking at your skill set and being like, well, actually, I love to buy gifts. So I put my hand up. I'm going to do the Christmas gifts. Um, and you enjoy doing whatever it is. Like Brennan enjoys mowing the lawn. Great. I'm not going to rob you of that. You, you do that one. All right. I, I um, was I was eyeing it off. But if it's if it really lights you up, you can have it. But literally, like even down to whose job is it to empty, to take the trash out? Because then it's not this unspoken resentment where I'm waiting for him to do something. It's like, that's yours. You said that was going to be your responsibility and it just gets done. And like, I don't know, I found that such a helpful task, especially having been married, then being single mum, doing everything on my own, then having someone come into our space and be like, oh, where does this person fit in? What can he do? Where can I relax a little bit more? You know, where can I make space for him to feel like he's contributing as well? That was just such a helpful exercise. So I would recommend couples start there and start with the goal of like, I love you. I want to see, like, I want to see and understand all of the things you do. And I want to be seen and held in regard in this relationship. Let's go through everything that has to be done to keep this family feeling like we're moving forward and it's running smoothly. Let's go through the tasks. I think another one I kind of do, I have a, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's been put anywhere or done anything, but something, if my partner is doing a task, I try to also do a task. So for instance, he might be cooking the girls breakfast. Okay. I can be up on my feet while he's doing that. I can unpack the dishwasher. And I know that seems silly, but if he's doing, if he's allocating five minutes of his time to do something, I could allocate the same five minutes. So it's not seeming like one person is sitting on their butt watching, scrolling through Instagram mm-hmm. and the other person is working. If you're both working at the exact same time, doing small little tasks, it can seem like you are in a way collaborating, even if you're not doing the exact same task. You're still working through the motions of the day and you're both collaborating. You're both working because you're both on your feet. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And then there are times like, again, getting used to having another adult living in the house. There are times when we are so different in that way. I'll speak just about Brendan and I like, and again, maybe it's because I was doing everything on my own or maybe it's an over-functioning thing or I don't know what it is. I always have something to do. 
Oh, like a hundred percent. I always have a load of washing to put on. I always have washing to put away. I always have a bench to wipe down. There's always a bathroom. There's always a toilet. There's always something for me to do, but that's my, like, I am like that. Whereas he actually needs like 10 minutes to sit down and gather his thoughts sometimes. But when he first moved in, he felt so bad. He would be like, fuck, if she's doing something, I've got to be doing something as well. So then it was almost like he was trying to keep up with me and I didn't expect him to. So now I'm like, hey, I've got my headphones in. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm actually completely happy doing getting this. through this because this is how I'm like transitioning. Like we've just dropped the kids off. I need half an hour to just do a task where I feel in control you don't have to match me on this. So like there are going to be times when they need to match you and then there are going to be times when they don't. Yeah. But just communicate it. Because otherwise that unspoken, like he might be going, sitting on the couch, feeling like, oh, she's doing this. she got daggers in the back of my head? Yeah, Yeah. where it's like, no, no, like I just need to do this right now. Like I want to do this right now. So I think it's like everything in relationship communication, right? Yep. And I think think communicating about like what you're, what you actually like doing. I... I could live every day vacuuming my floors. I love it. But put me in a room with laundry and that is like Chinese water torture to me. I I I love the laundry part of putting it on, knowing how long I've got till that load's (laughs) finished, right, and hanging it up. Love that. Hate the folding. The folding is like... It's the crux. It's, It's the worst. But maybe your partner actually likes doing a task and you're doing it for them. I know that sounds crazy. There might be one or two. Mowing is your example. Yeah. Vacuuming is mine. I like vacuuming and I like organizing. My house kind of in some areas looks like Marie, Marie, Marie Kondo. Kondo. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. That's not my, that's not my husband's bag. His is a clean kitchen. So maybe, maybe you guys yeah, work so it out and say, domain. Hey, could you rock this out today? But I think if the other person speaks up and says, Hey, I actually could really use your hand on this or like this is actually, it's yeah. crazy. Standing up and actually helping them out will will make such a difference. When I think when people ask for help, get up and help them. But yeah. maybe there is tasks that one person is happy to do and happy to take on as theirs, um, and maybe there's maybe vice versa. So maybe you can even get a couple of t- things off your to do list that your partner actually likes doing. And you can use this podcast as a nice little springboard. You know, when you're walking the dog around the block, or you're washing the dishes tonight, or whatever it might be, you can say, oh, I listened to this podcast today and they were talking about the domestic load and I thought it was really interesting because they were getting into the weeds of who's doing what. Do, 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 do. Like maybe we should schedule in a time to sit down and actually do something similar. Or is there something that I'm doing that you would rather do? Is there a time, you know what I mean? Like just getting curious. Is and- there a task that you feel like is not getting looked at? Like what can we do? What can we do to actually make this more streamlined? Is there something or is I'm doing it in a way that maybe you think there's a better way of doing it? Yes. And I think being curious with your communication and being neutral is such a um, – you're going to yield such a better result if you go to your partner and you're like, hey – so I was thinking, or I listened to this podcast and I'm curious, how do you think? What do you feel about this? As opposed verse, to going into, hey, hey, asshole. hey, bro, when's the last <laughs> time you put a load of washing on? It, 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 it's, the, it's the tone that all really, really does set up the conversation. Yeah, completely. Well, there, I mean, there are so many more things we could add to this topic, but we do have to wrap up for today. 
But I'm hoping you will join me for another episode soon, my love. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Where can people follow you? Where can they find you if you want them to? And if you don't want them to, that's okay. No, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna start to open up my world a little. Um yeah, I've been thinking about this. You can find me on Instagram. I'm sure Kyla will put my details in the in the bottom of my little show notes. But I'm gonna let you guys in. Come on over. It's been a closed door for a long time, but um I'm ready to let the floodgates open. Amazing. But no, no sugar daddies. Um, That's that's still a no. Still a no. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing some of your experience with us. I really appreciate it. Love you. Love you. (laughs) This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to come and see? What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.